yeah. Kyrie or Malcolm Brogdon? Brogdon? Dude. Fuck Kyrie, give me Brogdon. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Triple Threat on the Hill. NFL Week 11 edition, NBA Storyline edition, whatever you want to call it. Um, We are back. Sean is here with me to recap the games. Sean, how you doing? We're doing excellent right now. We're on Thanksgiving break. Everything is good. No school. Just vibes and sports. We're, we're vibing. Usually, yes, exactly. It's usually a good sign. Also, World Cup is on. I've been spamming the hell out of the World Cup so far. Um, it, it's uh, it's the, so the perfect. The U.S. should have won the other day. Oh, yeah, uh, dude. That yeah. was... Uh, we, we, we don't talk a lot of soccer. We didn't get to do our episode we wanted to with our friend. Um, but yeah, USA should have won that game. That was disappointing. You go up one nothing like that. You dominate playing the first half. You got to win that game. It's a must. We could still do that episode. We just got to do it like right before an important game or something. Yeah, I could do it for the knockout stage. That's that's fine. It's still in the works. I just it, with it, it was bad timing with Thanksgiving break. You know, in the middle of all of it, it, it was tough timing. But um. Yeah, I mean, it, it, what makes it even more tough, too, is that England beat Iran 6-2. Like, so that doesn't help. So tomorrow, oh, Friday, whatever. We're recording this on Wednesday. Um, Friday, when U.S. plays England, they almost have to win it. Or they have to beat Iran by more than Wales does. And you have to hope that England wins all their games. Th- that's the other scenario. You either have to beat England and then also probably beat Iran or have... Uh, just beat Iran by a, a fuck ton and, and hope that Wales doesn't do the same. But uh, it, should, it should be fun. Got to get some nice goals, some good saves. I don't like the timing of this World Cup because it, things are already so busy. Like, there's already a ton of sports. You got college ba- basketball, you got the NBA, you got NFL. Like, have you, have you, I know you're not a big soccer guy, but have you been able to catch any? I know we're on Thanksgiving break, but. Yeah, I mean, I watched here and there, kept up with the results. Some yeah, Argentina I, yeah. loss, like yeah. that was crazy. One guy I was playing Body. poker with, he said he put a bit a big bet down on uh them losing and he won like wow. put like ten dollars down and won like two hundred. Yeah, they were uh plus six plus it was it was like the odds were unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, that game was also at five AM Eastern Standard Time, so no one was watching that live unless I don't know, you're like Argentinian. Um like I know your I know your parents like do how much do they do they care about I know they lived in Argentina. Do they actually like care about the men's national team uh, at all? If they get, I mean, they'll root for them, but they won't watch like uh-huh. every game religiously. Okay, all right, all right. Just, I'm just curious, but yeah, no, that game was a five. I'm not, not that I'm a big Saudi Arabia fan, but that second goal is pretty electric. Um, but yeah, no, it's been fun. We'll see how it goes going forward. But uh, quick, we both go, both got our survival picks correct. So anecdote time. Sean, you got any uh, any fun? The commanders, uh, how'd you get your survival plans? pick correct? What the finally? Fuck was that? <laughs> what? I said you picked the commanders. You got your survival pick correct. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. It was awesome. That's the profits. It was the easiest uh, thing of all time. Yeah, I figured I was like, should I use the Bills? Nah, I can use them later. Should I use like the Eagles? Nah, you'll use them later. Let's use the Commanders. Anyone who plays the Texans is a guaranteed dub. All right, anecdote time. What should I? What should I do? Poker. I just won $122 right before this episode, and I was stalling because Daniel told me to get the episode running. I was like, wait, I'm running hot right now, and that's because the day before that, I lost $200. Oh, 
it was, it was pretty bad. I ruined my bankroll. And, uh, you know, ace king, worst hand ever. I mean, you just, you just re-raise that free flop with the best hand. And then when you miss the flop, you know, it's time to bluff. So I bluffed my entire stack a couple of times and lost a lot of money. But today, it's we're, we're back. We're back. We I immediately got in the game right when Dana was like, respond to my text and said he could do the show. I was like, shit, because I just flopped like three fives or something. And I got it all oh, in and doubled my money. <laughs> so that's, that, that, that's been pretty much my uh, my Thanksgiving break so far. It's just um, finally healing from a sinus infection and throwing away some money in online poker. Your second sinus infection in two years. Oh, both at the same time of the year. Hey, if Hamilton College didn't have the plague, maybe I could be a healthy, a healthy person. No, but... I, I, no, I'm not blaming you at all. I'm just, I just think it's funny how that's two sinus infections in the same time, two years in a row. Yeah, sad. Yeah, you said it's an excuse for why my grades are terrible this semester. <laughs> No, no, it's it's Bills. It was uh, Bills Vikings. That's always oh yeah, and it was Bills on. Vikings. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm sick, and Bills Vikings is on. Like, <laughs> we're gonna keep running that joke all the way throughout the season. It's gonna it's gonna be like, why'd you fill your finals? Ah, it's Bills Vikings. Bills Vikings. <laughs> I have to rewatch right. the highlights again. I watched those highlights probably two, three times. I came home on Friday, and my dad was talking about it. I was like. We were like are debating something about like who made a certain play, and I was like, "Oh, let's watch the highlights. Let's see. Let's." Uh... <laughs> so I watched. It was like twenty four minutes long. I had to like skip through half of it. I was like, "All right, Jefferson caught a ten yard ball. Yeah, we know he's cracked. Like we get it." But yeah, I mean, hey, poker. Yeah, were you doing anything for Thanksgiving? Like uh, family stuff? Yeah, I'm going to my aunt's house, which is what we do for let's every go. Thanksgiving. Um, Love it. Yeah, my brother is it in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, it's in Stanford. Oh, okay. It's in Stanford. Um, All right, that's easy. Not a bad thing. It's going to be her, it's going to be my family, and then my brother's fiance. She's bringing her parents, too. Oh, let's meet the parents. I'm sure they've met before, but um, not, not as an engaged couple. Yeah, I mean, her her dad's, be... like, a big uh, Nets fan, so I'm, I'm going to make fun of them. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that yeah, should be fun. We will talk about the Nets at the end of the show. That will be a topic of conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, sounds good. Um, what do I got? Oh yeah. So get home on Friday, you know, after school, after failing a test classic. Um, and I walk in the door and I'm like, all right, like, let me relax for a little bit. Sit down on a long drive. I don't know. You know, watch a YouTube video or something. And my parents are like, oh, can you help me? Like we need to move the couch so that we can put like a rug mat underneath the rug. I don't know how to describe it, but like, mm-hmm. there's a rug, and then there's like something that goes underneath the rug. That's I don't know, supposed to like support it or something. And I'm like, all right, that's fine, it's fine. It should be easy. Just move the couch a little bit. Take the couch and put it somewhere else, and then um, and then move the rug a little bit. Slide the uh mat underneath, and then just you know just rinse, repeat. And it turned out that it was incredibly difficult the angle at which the couch was at and how like small our living room was made it really difficult. And I was just like, man, really? like this is the first thing I have to do when I get back. I'm, I'm slaving away at school. I'm getting, I'm getting shitty grades, but like I'm slaving away. I'm working, you know, overtime here, and this is the first thing I have to do when I get back. I was like kidding around with my parents and stuff. So yeah, it's the break didn't start out that great. It took like an hour for the three of us stupid brains to figure it out. 
um, but eventually figured it out. And then we got Chinese food and I got some scallion pancakes. So all's well that ends well. Well, I mean, that's that sounds like it made up for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think scallion pancakes were good because I, I, I was looking at the menu. And I was like, oh, like if you guys ever had scallion pancakes and my parents like, nah, I'm like, all right, let's get let's get them because. Like I got them with my friends, like when we were at a, a Chinese restaurant, and I thought they were pretty fire. So we got them, and they're pretty, pretty solid. Not as good as the ones we get when we're at school, but I thought they were pretty good. So I was happy about that. Um, all right. So those are some anecdotes from our break. Um, let's start with some NFL. Let's start with Week Eleven. Cowboys forty, Vikings three. You go ahead. We just we just said the Vikings aren't fraudulent. And then they uh, do shit like this. We just said Kirk Cousins might just be good enough to compete in the playoffs. And then he, any any ounce of pressure, any any minuscule of pressure, and he just he just turns into to a pumpkin. Yeah. I mean the... it's just so disappointing. I thought this game was gonna be good and it was yeah, I had Jefferson and Lamb on my fantasy team. I was like, oh my god, this game's gonna be so awesome. I'm gonna get like fantasy points off the wazoo. Like, I'm just I'm just gonna get so many points. It's gonna be so much fun. It's the only interesting four o'clock game. Um and then no, just the game started, you know, a little Dalvin Cook four yard run, three yard run, third and three, Micah Parsons, my defensive player of the year, strip sack, cowboys get the ball. They only kick a field goal, but it kind of set the pace for the rest of the game. I mean what, how many sacks did the, um, what do we got here? Passing, uh, seven sacks. I mean, we'll talk about Patriots Jets, but if you sack a quarterback more than five times, you should win every football game. The Vikings offensive line looked like burnt toast. Cowboys were elite. Um, can we talk about Tony Pollard real quick? Because I feel like he is the X factor for this team if they're going to want to make it far in the playoffs. Like, uh, I don't understand why the Cowboys still trot out Zeke as their starting running back. It makes no sense to me. Uh, it's this thing called an econ. Uh, we learned in uh, economics class called um, sunk. a sunk cost. Please don't tell <laughs> I was going to say. I was like, please don't tell me you're going to talk about a sunk cost. I mean, they, he, he makes the most money, so they got to play. No, no. Dude, you, you must have failed econ, because I'm pretty sure sunk cost means like you've already like the sunk cost is like, oh, I pay twenty dollars for a meal and I don't like it, so I feel like I, but I've paid twenty dollars, so I have to eat it. But it's like you already paid the twenty dollars, so it doesn't matter if you eat it or not. So by that logic, the Cowboys should say, Zeke, you are like really washed. Let's go with the young guy who can actually run the ball and is actually fast. Yeah, but instead they're falling into the fallacy of the sunk cost. Ah, uh, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Tony Pollard and X Factor. I mean, he's been good for my fantasy team, but like, is he really that special? I mean, he's okay. Dude, he gets over a hundred yards like every game he plays in. He's freaking nasty. No, he is. He's good. He's good. I'm more impressed with him in the pass catching game. Yeah, that touchdown is nasty. Yeah, he has pretty good hands for a running back. But him as the X factor for this team. Uh, I mean, I guess he kind of was their star this game. But so was the defense. Well, defense is the defense. Defense is correct. But I I just my confidence in Dak in general is like somewhat low, especially against the good defense. So I, there, I feel like there has to be someone other than Lamb to take the top off the defense. And if it's not him, who is it going to be? That's true. Tony Pollard definitely is their second best weapon. 
Yeah. He's the he's the only other he's the only other skill position player I'd probably call a weapon. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone else is pretty mid. Well, how about, how about you talk about the the Vikings offensive line for a second? Because I mean, look at Kirk Coupon's stats. He was actually Kirk Coupon's this game. Twelve for twenty three, one hundred and five yards. Oh brother, yeah. fourteen QBR. Well, yeah, he was awful. He was awful. But here here's the thing too is by halftime the game was pretty much over. I'm not I'm not here to like make excuses or anything about 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 Cousins, but like by halftime the game was over. So, like, you look at his stats and they were terrible, but also, you know, I I don't have a stat on this, but I would say out of the seven sacks, probably, like, five of them were before he even, like, finished his three-step or five-step drop. Like, the the Cowboys were on him, like, like crazy. Like, every single time he dropped back, there was pressure. I I, I wanted, I, I'd be curious to know, like, you know how they, sometimes they have those stats where it's, like, pressures, knockdowns, sacks, like stuff like that. I was sure he was pressured probably on like more than half of his dropbacks. And if you look back at the tape, there were times where Jefferson was wide open. You know, people are like, oh, Trevor Diggs, he had such a good game on Jefferson. No, it was really the front seven of the Cowboys that, that did all the damage because looking back at some of the tape, Jefferson was wide open and Cousins was sacked before he can even look at him. So I... <sighs> For me, I, I'm not really like worried about the Vikings. You know, they, they have a negative point differential now, which is kind of crazy. But um, you fun. know they're going to win the division, so you know they're making the playoffs, right? So that's step one. They're already there. Um, and two, I think this is more. This is just kind of like a bad game for me. I, I I don't. I'm not pressing any sort of panic button, especially after last week we were all like sucking them off. That's true. Well, here here's the thing: is are they going to be the two seed? Because it seems like we've kind of put them in a slot. And um, I don't think anyone else can be the two seed except them, right? Right. So if we're thinking about it, the winner of the NFC West will probably be the three seed. But you saw what the Niners did on Monday night. Honestly, they go on a tear. There's a chance they overtake it. But you're right in the sense that they're either getting the two or the three because the winner of the NFC South is so <laughs> bad that they're they're going to get the four. So if you're like, are you wondering like, is getting the two versus the three gonna make that much of a difference? It did last year. The, the Cowboys got the three and they lost. No, I'm saying I'm just asking if there's any chance that someone else could get the two seed besides them or the. Eagles. I think the 49ers. Yes, they're only they're two games back. God, dude, I'm telling you, the 49ers. What? What did you say three weeks ago? And I was like, dude, the Niners are still in the division, and you're like, no, Seahawks. And dude, I was Seahawks like, can no, still win the Niners. division. What? The Seahawks could still win the division. Nah, dude, the Niners are winning the division. I said it three what? weeks ago, and I'm sticking by it. The Niners are 4-0 in the division. They're also 2-2 two and two against everybody else. <laughs> they, Wait, no. they just beat four up against out. 10 yeah. people. No, 4 no two and 4 against everybody else. 4-0 versus the division. Hey, division wins matter. Make division wins matter again. I mean, I still think that the Niners are going to win the division. But as far as the... The Vikings go, you're right. Like, they almost get the two seed by default because the NFC is kind of trash. And then who's getting that seven seed in the NFC? It's probably someone really bad. Sorry, back on the Cowboys bandwagon? No, no, I'm still... Trust me, trust me. My power rankings in the NFC are Eagles. We'll talk more about them in a little bit. Eagles won. I'll, I'll, I'll flip them just because of, the you know, them getting dominated. But... 
Cowboys two, and we'll go Vikings three. But that doesn't necessarily reflect reflect the seating. Yeah, I will say this is the only good thing I'll say about the Cowboys because otherwise you got to throw up. You want a bucket? No, no, it's all right. It's all right. I will say, in general, teams that do well in the playoffs historically tend to be teams. If you don't, if you don't blitz a lot, but you get to the quarterback a lot, probably going to go far in the playoffs. Cowboys team, I think you said a month ago they're like twentieth in blitz percentage. I don't think that's yeah. changed too much since then. Um, and they're first in sacks, and I'm sure they're first in uh, whatever like pressure rate or whatever it is. So that is, that does make them look like pretty formidable. But you know, other than the fact that it's Dallas, that's the that's the one good thing I'm going to say about them. Yeah. Also, well, one thing. I mean, well, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> I was completely off topic. You could. You could go first. Oh, I was just going to say Dallas gets a rematch with the Giants on Thanksgiving. So it's a short week. We'll we'll really get to see if that defensive performance, like whether they can even come close to repeating that. Yeah. Even though the Giants are so bad, the favored by ten points. I know we'll get to that. We'll get to that for sure. They have the same. That is crazy, though. Um, one thing I don't like about the Vikings, or I've watched the last couple of games for them, TJ Hawkinson has been kind of disappointing. Mm, Are you basing that off of last game and the game before and the Bills game? I don't know. He, he, he caught had, a big he had, fourth, he had a big fourth down catch. He also had a big drop in that game, and then he had yeah, two he did, dro- he and then he had two drops in this game. So he already has three drops in two games. Okay, yeah, I mean that's fair. Uh, I thought he'd be a lot better. Also, they gave up quite a bit for him. Yeah, I, 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 I based on what they gave up, you could argue so far it hasn't been great. But if you look at his stats with the Vikings. He's averaging less than 10 yards a catch. So, you know, he's really not there for the explosive plays. He's really just there as like a blanket safety valve. But you don't give up what you gave up for like a blanket safety valve kind of guy. So you're right. I don't really understand the usage. But in the playoffs, having a tight end that could on fourth and five get you a six yard catch and get open is really, really, really important. Well, just that's probably why they got him. They just haven't been using him that way. Or well, they've tried to. They but yeah, that's why I'm confu- that's why I'm confused. I feel like he's not that. I feel like for them, that's Thielen or Jefferson. If they need, Thielen's if they really bad. need someone to catch the ball in a big moment, I don't think it's Hawkinson. But they, I just don't see his, his what what he what he brings to the team. That's something they're gonna have to figure out. Also, I think that Cousins stares down Jefferson a little too much. You saw, I mean, it worked in the Buffalo game, but like my, my yeah. dad was saying, all he does is just stare down Jefferson. Like yeah, Jefferson's that's the only open. time he looks good. <laughs> no, it's true. He throws it to Jefferson. It's the only time he looks elite. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I don't know. Like For me, I'm not worried. This This game didn't really say as much to me as other people have been taking it. Uh, just... Like you said, if Dallas can put up pressure with their front four at that rate, which I don't think is sustainable, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Because I was just like, I think if they put up that performance against you guys, like they would beat you easily. Like that's an unbeatable performance. Also, don't think it's sustainable though. So yeah, that's we'll true. See, I mean, we'll see what happens well, this week. 
the Vikings offensive line sucks and they can't that's they too, run, that too. They couldn't run the ball to neutralize the pass rush. So it's just like I mean, Dalvin Cook at 70 yards, but uh, I feel like most of those yards happen after the game was already over. Yeah. 72 yards. Uh, yeah, but that's our first game. We're gonna Next, we're going to get to Sunday Night Football. Uh, what, what, what's, what was the score? I think the Chiefs won by – hold on, let me get the score real quick. Um, 11. We have – Chiefs 30, Chargers 27. Mahomes did it again. Mahomes? Look at Kelsey. This, this guy does it again. He did? The monster. Scored a touchdown the same way three times. <laughs> yep. This game was probably the most predictable game of the week. I mean, I picked the Chargers because I really think that they play Kansas City well. But I overlooked their clutch factor like like wasn't it so obvious when herbert threw that touchdown to joshua palmer late in the fourth quarter that mahomes is going to go down the field and score a touchdown and win the game like it was it was almost a given at that point yeah and he's gonna throw it to kelsey yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you remember last year in overtime it was the the thursday night game on over in overtime yeah Uh, yeah uh yeah it was it's the same idea it's just it's 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 insane I have a funny stat about uh, Kelsey just in his like ridiculous run this season and in his career. All right, so let's if I can it. find it. Um, the fantasy point gap from tight end one, which is Kelsey, to tight end two, Mark Andrews. That gap between them and fantasy points is greater than the gap from tight end two to tight end number 33, which is Greg Dulcich from Denver. Jeez. <laughs> All right, so if you got Kelsey, you're probably winning your league. Yeah, no, but I I know it's fantasy to justify reality, but like his stats is his stats are stats. Like he's been unbelievable this season. You know they lost Tyree Kill, and you thought, oh, this offense is going to be not that good. <laughs> the AFC West we thought was going to be amazing, turns out they're absolute shit. Everyone um, sucks except for the Chiefs. Exactly, and that's why last week I said the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's just uh, it's it's unbelievable. And um, tell me. You watched part of this game, correct? Yeah, yeah. Like, Justin Herbert was pretty good. Like, he had a great game. But it just wasn't enough, was it? Yeah, it's like the story of the Chargers franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Good, but not good enough. Like, this game was fun to watch, watch, but I didn't get – I feel like I didn't didn't learn anything from watching it. It was just – Yeah. I just got to sit back and, and enjoy, like, the classic Chiefs versus Chargers game. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm looking at his box score here. Yeah, I mean, other who had the fumble? Someone fumbled. It was uh, oh Keenan Allen. I remember that. And then the, the Chiefs fumbled it right back. Other than that fumble, they were pretty pretty flawless on offense all day. But just, uh, it's crazy because you would oh uh, that Joey Bosa's hurt too. So that like definitely hurt, like hurts as as well. But you would think that you need a dominant pass rusher. Because someone has to get to Mahomes late. And then no one on the Chargers, they don't make the big play on defense late. You know, like, there are mm. other teams, like, the like with Va- like Von Miller's whole career is getting to the quarterback late in the game and disrupting an, uh, a game-winning drive. Um, you guys have done that at times. Uh, 
other teams have done that at times, but just the Chargers, like they don't have that guy who could just wreck a game at the end. And their their defense is just incredibly mid. And they just they just don't do enough. And well, they don't have Mahomes. That's really the, what it comes down to. Yeah, I feel like for me, the turning point in this game was when the Chiefs I mean, when the Chargers only got a field goal at the end of the half. They had second and one at the second at the Chiefs' second yard line, and they couldn't score a touchdown. Like yeah. that for me was like, all right, you guys you guys just lost because Yeah. If you score a touchdown there, you actually finally put pressure on the Chiefs. But of course, at second and one, you guys can't score. Like that's just, that's just like that's that just sums up their season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You have to, when it comes to someone who you've had trouble beating in the past, you have to stick it to them and score touchdowns. I want to say the broadcasters, I want to say, I think it was Chris Collins said, like, you're not beating the Chiefs with field goals. And they kicked two of them, and that specifically that one, the opening drive one is fine. Getting points on your opening drive is a win. But having second and goal at the two and not being able to punch it in is is, is a really tough um it's a tough look and it's just not going to help you out and also now the the chargers are down three games they can still snag a wild card spot but they're down three games of the division and they got swept by the chiefs so the chiefs had the tiebreaker so there's almost no chance they win the division unless the chiefs go to a colossal failure of, of an end of the season wow they could still win a wild card spot god yeah i want to say so nfl playoff here let's look this up nfl playoff picture um I love how they are, they started this already. So they are the ninth seed right now, one game back in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. But we'll talk the next. Our next game is Jets Patriots, but the Jets are the eighth seed. But after the Chargers, you have Colts, Jaguars, Raiders, and like so all that. So they're basically like the last cutoff point of teams that could potentially make the playoffs. There's nine te- nine teams in the AFC for seven spots. In the NFC, it's yeah, it's the same idea. It's kind of like seven, uh, nine spots or seven spots, nine teams. It's, it's the same idea. Um, you will, we'll have to see. I can't even like make a prediction on Chargers just because they're so unpredictable. They're so predictably unpredictable. Is like a, a way I could phrase that. Yeah, they're they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> All right, yeah. And let me see their schedule real quick. Um, who they got? Because here's the thing about the Chargers. Every time you expect them to win, they don't. And then whenever they you don't expect them to win, they do. So they get the Cardinals, who absolutely blow. And then the Raiders, who also suck. But then they have Dolphins and Titans. They're two tough games. Colts kind of suck. Rams are atrocious. And then you get the Broncos at the end of the year. That's you know, Five of your last seven games are very winnable. Um, but then again, they're the Chargers. So we'll never, we'll never, you might not uh, ever know. Um, but... Uh, I'm really clamoring to talk about this one. Next one. Patriots 10, Jets 3. Marcus Jones is Houdini. And the Patriots win. What are your thoughts on this one? Can the Jets get a new quarterback? <laughs> I mean, the, we have that answer. The answer is yes. If you uh, haven't been Why paying attention, okay. Zach, Zach Wilson's been so benched. it's so funny that Zach Wilson went from starting quarterback to inactive <laughs> next Sunday, which I don't, I've never seen happen before. That is like, besides from injury, I don't think yeah. I've seen that. That's ridiculous. I mean, for me, when Carson Wentz got benched, 
He wasn't inactive. No, at least for the first few games, right? Yeah. Jeez. Listen, that has to be – that's an all-timer right there. I mean, at least they know. At least they're self-aware, right? Yeah. Like, the players, they have felt what we have been saying for the last two weeks, that Zach Wilson is holding this team back. Yeah. And damn, is he holding this team back. But why are they starting Mike White instead of the god Joe Flacco, the elite Joe Flacco, who actually won them a game before? Um, that's a good question. I think a lot of uh, the internet is asking the same thing. The only person who really knows is is Robert Sala. I feel like no one else knows the answer to that question. But Mike White has won an NFL game before. He's younger. Can't say he's better, but... <laughs> Maybe he did something in the locker room that players like. Players like being around him. Did more he beat than up like Zach Wilson Zach or Wilson. something after his press conference when he said uh, it wasn't my fault that we lost? Like uh, that probably got him benched. So this, there, what's tough is is I I don't well Robert Sala had a really tough decision because on one hand, if you don't bench him, you lose the locker room, but if you bench him, you risk the future. Because that's supposed to be a franchise quarterback. It's not the future. No, 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 no. But listen, you spent the number two overall pick on him just last year. Like, that has to mean something for at least a few more years. Even if you don't think he's the answer. Like, if your team drafted someone number two overall. He's 10. I don't care. I don't care. Yes, he's, he's absolutely horrendous. He won us the game. It was awesome. But... To, like, give up on him and, like, trade him after this little amount of time would be very unfair. And you just – you lose all sorts of credibility and value by doing that. And, and <laughs> solid Dude, what about Josh Rosen? He got, like, two – he got, like, two years – he got one year. And then Kyle Murray's on the table, and he got, he got booted how many, away. How many games did he start? I look that up. Stats. Um, I would say that's – more of an exception, not the rule. Um, I agree that most that did happen. That get, did happen. Get, You're all right. You get quite a bit of time, <laughs> but it seems unwarranted. I mean, think about it. the Jets gave Sam Darnold a lot of time, and did he turn out to be anything? No. I mean, they gave Geno Smith not enough time, which was unfortunate. Yeah, he finished. Yeah, that's true. He finished three but and ten as a starter, so he got almost a full year. After you gave Sam Darnold all that time, there's no way they could be patient with Zach Wilson right now. Uh, no, but here's the thing. When they gave Sam Darnold all that time, the team wasn't any good. It's the fact that they have a really good team around him is what's the pressure right now. They yeah, actually exactly. have a good team. Exactly. Like, they did a really good job drafting this year and in the past few years. Like That defensive line is awesome. Sauce Gardner's insanely good. They have talent at the receiver position. They lost their best running back, which is what I think has been the main reason for those the offense not playing as well, is because Brees Hall was their offense before. Is that we the narrative four weeks ago was oh Zach Wilson all he's got to do is game manage, let the defense do the work, and let Brees Hall run. Now that Brees Hall's gone, Zach Wilson has to do stuff, and he just hasn't been able to do it. Yeah, God, so so bad. He's terrible. They got trade well, for a quarterback about- in the offseason. Could do that or trade up, uh, straight, straight up. Um, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I just find it really hard to give up on your guy so quickly. 
I just don't. I just don't see it. What has he showed? Like nothing. (laughs) Just remember. Just remember. It was windy. It was windy (laughs) outside. (laughs) All right. It was windy. We've been getting on Zach Wilson a lot. I gotta throw it back at you, even though you're gonna get mad. What about Mac Jones? Uh, He also only put up three points. Uh, hold on, hold on. I know his stats are okay. They look, they look yes. pretty decent. But how Mark the hell does he put up three points? He's fine. Yeah, because the Jets' defense is good. Also, it's not, it's not Mac Jones's fault that they surround him with the fat slob that is Matt Patricia, who's a defensive coach as our <laughs> offensive coordinator. That's not his fault at all. I like, there's nothing I could do about that. He was he was fine. He was fine. Twenty three of twenty seven. Uh, he was sacked six times. Now, granted, while I watched the game, I thought he had a bad game because of the because of the sacks, and he did take some bad sacks and bad scenarios. Also, Nick Folk missed two forty yard field goals, and he never misses forty yard field goals. So, rack up those six, and you get the nine, which is not great. But we just have no sense of offensive play calling, and. But overall, like I thought he was fine. I like I thought he showed much more promise than than Zach Wilson did. Like much, much more. Like if Zach Wilson played subpar, to, I I think that <coughs> that Mac Jones would have been getting some blame. But I really don't think he would have deserved. I think he played fine. I don't know. What do you think? He sucks. <laughs> no, no, I, no, no, no. Um, I, quarterbacks don't always just like figure it out right away i i definitely agree with that he's had a rough situation i'm not sure if he's showed anything special (laughs) he's had bad uh, luck with the injury he doesn't really have too much tiled around him on offense and he has matt patricia as offense court there's a lot of things working against him and he showed to be pretty confident last year yeah at the same time was he not the most at least, like, pro-ready or game manager type quarterback. I don't know. Has he been that? I guess he's been that. This doesn't seem um, like there's much more there. Sorry, say it again. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. My bad. I'm saying, is his career destiny to be a Jimmy G? Dude, what's wrong with Jimmy G? He played awesome the other night. <laughs> I, I just think that years. there aren't, like, there's not an unlimited amount of Mahomes... Or, you know, J- Ugh, I don't even want to say Jalen Hurts because he's only been good for one year. But, like, the the level of quarterback talent in the league right now is kind of piss poor. Like, so I think having a mediocre one at this point is better than having Zach Wilson. It's better than having, I don't know, freaking Davis Mills or Trevor Lawrence or uh, uh, Stafford at this point in his career. Like, I'd rather have a young guy who's mediocre than like 90% of quarterbacks in the league. Like if I went through all 30 teams, where would Mac Jones be? Probably in the top 10. What? Yes, probably whoa, in the top 10. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Top 10? Yes. No, not. I'm not saying he's a top 10 quarterback. I'm saying for the future, based on the quarterbacks that are in the league, saying, who would you okay, want? Okay, you're saying, you're saying if I were to construct my roster, and I was a GM, I looked at all these terrible contracts. Who would I pick? I'd pro- yeah, you're right. Yes. I probably would pick Matt Jones. Friendly contract, rookie. Yeah, rookie contract. I don't know about top ten. Could manage it'd a game. The, it'd probably be close to the top half. Yeah, because the quarterbacks I'd rather have, obviously, all right, Josh Allen, uh, Tua, 
uh, Burrow, Lamar, um, Hurts. Uh, Mahomes, Herbert, Hurts, uh, yeah, uh, that one's debatable. Debatable. Wait, I sorry, it was his contract. Uh, Wes, not there, Gina, Jimmy G. Jimmy G's like basically Mac Jones, like the same person. Yeah. All right, well, I, 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 Gina's pretty good, yeah, but he also I, he also benefits the system quite a bit. But uh, that was about that was about ten, so I was like pretty spot on there. It's pretty spot on. Maybe right, Taylor had to probably in the top half. All right. Well, okay. We spent too much time. Let's talk. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. There's really nothing to talk about the game. But <laughs> some crazy stats, uh, coming out of Jets camp. Um, Zach Wilson was nine of twenty-two for seventy-seven yards, sacked four times. So overall, forty-four passing yards. The offense rushed for fifty-nine yards. They had two yards in the second half. Two yards. Uh, what else? Yeah, they recorded 103 total yards, 101 of those in the first half. Uh, of his 77 passing yards, 34 of those came on one throw. Sucks. And it was a major punt fest. But you know what? The better team won. Yeah, you, get, you guys were so good at that. And that was awesome. Marcus Jones, dude, I'm gonna talk, I've been hyping up Marcus Jones for like five weeks now. And then he, then he just he gets out there and he just you know, – Weaves to the defense, a little block in the back, but no, no, nobody saw that. I, I saw Only that. a little bit of a block in the back. A little. If they called that though, that would have made this game not fun. It, it was already exactly. not well, fun. Exactly. That would have made it unbearable. If it was in the second half, or sorry, if it was like a first half, second, like well, yeah, like a second quarter, um, block in the back, they probably would have called it. You're right, but it was the end of the game. It was so boring. Like yeah, the the rest, they, the rest knew their role. They knew their role there. Absolutely. But, yeah, we play the Vikings on Thursday night. The Jets play the Bears with Mike White. So Nice. Okay. We shall see what happens there. So And then, lastly, I'm curious because we recorded last week's podcast right before the Eagles game. Sean says, oh, Eagles are going to be number one. We're the best team ever. No one's ever going to be this again. And they lose to the Manders. On Monday Night Football. Granted, I thought it was good that the undefeated streak ended because you don't have to worry about that 17 and 0. Like just all the distractions out the window. Let's just go to Indianapolis, kick the Colts' ass just Saturday on a Sunday, kick his ass, and then move forward. But no, they should have lost that game. Eagles 17, Colts 16. Your reaction? My reaction is this game looks like a metaphor. For the last few days of me playing poker, it's like, hit <laughs> my downswing. Am I ever gonna? Am I ever gonna win again? And then we won, just barely. That's just how I feel about the Eagles. Skin of the teeth. So I don't think it's time to panic. Literally, the Chiefs have games where they really, they really blow entire games and throw it away and don't win at the last second. Against the, the Colts. Bills, yeah, and the Bills do stupid shit all the time. So I think it's fine. I think the Eagles right now. I mean, their biggest problem in the last two games has been bad luck. Wide hmm. receivers fumbling in inopportune times. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, when is A.J. Brown ever going to fumble again? Hopefully hopefully not next week since I just said that. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't I don't I'm, think there's anything to panic about. I don't know. I I had my first concern of the year watching that game. That's not saying they're done. I'm just saying it's the first time this season that I said, damn, like if the run game isn't working, I don't know. Like where where are they gonna get their yards? The run Miles Sanders was shit. Hurts had to do it himself. Yeah, I was impressed it. by that final drive, though. Like, Sirianni, uh, he was kind of a piece of shit at the end of the game. He was celebrating. He, like, no, he was awesome. Football. He was awesome. He did it for Frank Reich. He did it for Frank Reich. Yeah, I did hear that he was pissed they fired Frank Reich because he wanted to. He wanted to <laughs> yeah, he's like, this, this shitty organization, they think they can all just blame it on Frank Reich. They uh-huh. give him fucking Carson once. But, I don't know. I just, you're right. L- unlucky fumbles. Yeah, A.J. Brown, he never fumbles. That was kind of weird, but. It was just for me. It was the first game. Hertz fumbled on strip sack. That's a turnover. That's a legit turnover. You can't just say yeah, that. that. Oh, like it was. Turnover. But it's just crazy too because every, I don't want to say great team, but every team that has like an amazing record runs into this game where they're playing a mediocre opponent on the road, coming off a loss, and they just kind of don't have it. But what sets them apart is the fact they were still able to win. There's two ways of. I think there's two ways of looking at this game. One. Oh, the Eagles struggled, like, hit the panic button or two. Yeah, but they, they still grinded it out. Like, that's what good teams do. They grind out wins. Like, it's very much a cliche. Like, what are you, I'm guessing you're leaning towards the second option. Uh, I mean, I just think it was great, but I thought it was better than not, than not winning, you know? Well, duh, yeah. So, one thing I did see from the Colts is that they were well prepared. Like, they mm. knew... They were studying the Eagles' RPO offense. They they knew how to stop the read option a little bit against Jalen Hurts. Like I remember one specific play. I don't know if it was in the red zone or third down or something. Yes, it was actually the it was the it was the third down right before uh, Jalen Hurts scored the winning touchdown. The mm. read option, him and Boston Scott. Hurts keeps it, I think, and he gets stuffed and. The way I saw it is they had one, they had the Reed defender go to Boston Scott, but then they had a second defender behind him, kind of like sneaking behind. Um, that confused Hurts. So he made the right read in that time, but he didn't realize that it was actually kind of a decoy. And the, like the, the second linebacker was the one reading the option. So I think if he just handed off to Boston Scott, he would have scored. So little things like that, I do think like, yeah, people are going to try to game playing at the Eagles. Their offense is pretty straightforward. It's just, you know, it's pretty much just been RPO. I like to see them air it out a little bit more um, with the deep passing game. And it seems like they try to do that before the Hurts fumble, and then after that, they just kind of shut it down. Yeah, no, I, I, I saw this game as if someone comes is prepared to stop the run game and the RPO, the Eagles have to have a second option. And it was a nice throw to Quez for the touchdown. That was a nice play, but. And he, yeah, you need like 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 you said, you need to see more of that. I, I yeah, I'd be I, curious I to see this week if they come out throwing against Green Bay. So another it surprise them a little bit. Another interesting thing I saw in the Colts game is that they did try to throw a lot, like they weren't really establishing the run game. Well, I I I saw it as the run game wasn't working. Let's throw the ball. He only threw the ball twenty five times, but I want to say that the Colts held the oh, it was well, they held close. the ball a lot. 30 to 29, which I, it, it's, it looked a lot more like that. They, well, the Colts are so incompetent that like, well, it's because it's mostly the last drive. We took up like all the time. 
The yeah. fourth quarter, we took up all the time. Before that, we never held the ball. Yeah. But. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's some things that the Eagles need to prove that they can do, but I think they have the talent and the coaching to do it. So I'm not concerned. There's not any red flags on the team. Um, and then something working in their favors, <clears throat> general manager of the year, Howie Roseman, signed mm-hmm. Linval Joseph and Adamican Sue. Two defensive tackles to shore up the position after Jordan Davis got hurt. And in the first the first drive of the game, Jonathan Taylor ran all over the Eagles and scored a touchdown right away. But after that, they kind of they kind of shut him down. And that's why the Colts couldn't move the ball. So those two signings were kind of huge. Um, so kudos to Howie Roseman for that. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, that, that to me is just, you know, shows that the organization's working together. The general manager, defense coordinator, the coach. They they have good chemistry, so I'm not too worried. Yeah, yeah no, the, the Colts ended up with 99 total rushing yards, and over half of those were on that first drive. So the Eagles definitely adjusted there. Yeah, there was one play where both Joseph and Sue got the tackle, and, like, they both split. And I was like, the rich get rich. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, let's just, let's just take, like, uh, two guys off the streets and put them in. <laughs> Who are actually like pretty good. I don't know why they're still not on rosters, but how he how did a good job. But Eagles play Sunday night football against the Packers. It's at home, of course it is, because you have the most cupcake schedule in the universe. And you get the Titans at home. God, who the fuck made this schedule? No, the Titans might be the hardest game. I no, I agree. That's gonna be a tough game, and I'm saying like you get all your tough opponents at home. <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, for me, what I'm worried about for the Eagles is the lack of competition will catch up to you in the playoffs. So that I will agree. I think that does have some merit because I think if the Colts or the commanders were, well, the commanders game you want to throw out because no one's going to play like how the commanders played. No good teams in the playoffs are going to try to play the way Washington played to try to no, that's true. beat the Eagles. But the Colts yeah. did have some opportunities to win this game by double digits and they just couldn't convert on like crucial fourth downs. Yeah. Like pa- obvious passing situations where Matt Ryan just couldn't get it done. I think against good teams. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles haven't been tested by that. How many good teams are there though? It's there's not a know, lot. That's there's yeah. not a lot. That's a good point. No, I just, that's something we're going to have to look, look out to going forward. But, um, all right. So those are some of the matchups we wanted to incorporate. We're going to go meme of the week. What do you got? All right. So in this game, after Hertz rushed in for the game-winning touchdown, he does his little like jump celebration. The Colts mascot was thrusting in frustration. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Know, I was confused at what he was doing. I thought he was like trying to throw something to indicate that he was upset, but instead he just kind of looked like he he was trying to hump. Jalen Hurts. Uh, I I don't know what was going on. That to me was kind of Mimi. I mean, maybe Jalen Hurts is just so cute and so so good at his job <laughs> that even mascots on the other team wanna get on the on the action. But you know, that's only for Kelvin and his dreams. Yeah, that's facts. That's a. I'm looking at the play right now. I I, I don't understand. Is 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 he supposed to be an Eagles fan? I'm really confused. It looked like he was happy that they scored. <laughs> Maybe he forgot. Maybe he thought it was the Colts. Yeah, that that might be pretty funny. His name is Blue, so Eagles aren't blue, so Mm, I don't know. 
maybe that's the new thing to do after you get really upset. Like once we get our probability test back and it shows you know a fat C again, <laughs> maybe we got a thrust and like <laughs> maybe and, and get all your problems. Could be, could be. All right. Um, what you got? I have. Oh, this is the classic. So, Vikings jumbotron. Let me find this. Uh, let me let me pull it up before I Vikings. So at the Vikings game at the jumbotron. Um. I guess they were celebrating military day or something like that. Oh, why can't I find that? Why can't I find it? But basically this, this tweeter put here we go at Vikings. This is my cousin, Joel, who served in the army. He has always been an inspiration and someone I looked up to for his heroism. He is also a huge Vikings fan. Hashtag skull salute. Now the picture is of Johnny Sims. If you don't know who Johnny Sims is, he's like a, he's a, he's a, He's a por- he's a porn star, um, and so the Vikings got duped into putting a porn star on their jumbotron. So I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you think the guy on the jumbotron got fired. Uh, no, nah, because I don't think it. it uh, I felt like it was something that people thought was funny, but that people who really cared didn't even notice. Like you know, like uh, all the moms that were probably like, oh, get that yeah, the I, don't, I don't think. They- I don't really think they even knew who it was. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. I, yeah, I, I think that's good. I, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a wholesome moment. That was pretty awesome. You got anything else? <clears throat> uh, Red Mamba, Andy Dalton, with the best stat line of the one o'clock games. Yes, sir. For, for every quarterback, he had 260 yards, three touchdowns against the depleted Rams, who are just a joke of a football team right now. Oh, yeah. Andy Dalton having the best of anything. Wow. What a monster. Best stat line of all, of all the um, of all the 1 o'clock games. Yeah, it was a pretty boring – or if you like points, it was a pretty boring 1 o'clock window. But from the 4 o'clock window, we have the Denver Broncos who just can't get out of their own way. Nathaniel Hockey, who probably should be fired, finally gives up the play calling – and they still lay an egg and lose to the Raiders in overtime. Um, just uh, the Raiders sweep them. They get 22-16 in overtime. Devontae Adams, the game-winning touchdown. And the funniest stat from this, probably from the whole year, other than um, other than the Vikings point differential, I think the funniest stat of the season is. If the uh, Broncos scored 18 or more in every game, they'd be 9-1. Broncos country, let's ride. Wow, my God. What, what, what is Russ cooking these days? He's cooking a big He's piece cooking... of shit called the oh, Denver we made that joke about him. We made that joke about him cooking commons. Dining <laughs> hall food. Some shitty-ass chicken with, uh, I don't know, freaking unseasoned vegetables. I don't know. That's what that's what he's cooking. The, un- the unseasoned steamed veggies with the the hard rice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that brown rice for freshman year. Yeah, that that's what he's cooking. Yeah. Um his stats real quick. Hey, he's pretty bad. Oh, someone's seven, seven tracking. Tu- yeah, seven touchdowns, he said. Seven touchdowns, five interceptions, fifty-nine percent completion percentage. Somebody is tracking 
how long it takes for him to throw more touchdowns than he has bathrooms in his house. Now he has 12 bathrooms in his house. I don't think the person that's tracking that expected it to take this long for him to throw 12 touchdowns. And he might not even throw 12 touchdowns the entire year at this rate uh, that he's at right now. Um, yeah, so he's got a little graphic and it's got like the, you know, horizontal line of the 12 bathrooms and then the like, I wouldn't even call it increasing line of, of him throwing touchdowns. He's only thrown seven in 10 games, and I think he's played nine of them. Uh, so, yeah, that's just unbelievable as well. <laughs> NFL week 11, we'll, that, we'll call that um, a All recap. Right. What? We can probably get to basketball, but do you want to do any quick predictions for the Thanksgiving game? Or yeah, any, let's do that because we're right around the corner. So Thanksgiving was three games. First one is Lions or Bills at Lions. Buffalo is getting nine and a half. You, you picking the? I want to pick the Lions, but I probably won't. You picking the Lions spread plus nine? I, I I take the nine and a half. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game. Think about it. The Lions have won three straight games. They, we didn't even talk about this, but they upset the Giants. Jamal Williams yeah, they three touchdowns. The Giants. They exposed the Giants on the road. Um. They run the ball well. Their defense has played a lot better as of late. The Bills are kind of limping in. Um, they played well in the second half against the Browns, but they got to stay in Detroit all week uh, because of the, that crazy snowstorm. Um, I could easily see the Lions winning this game, but I will pick the Bills overall. Okay, I agree with that. I think it'll be. I mean, it'll be nice to have a closer game because this seems like <clears throat> the worst of the three games. Yes. And then after you eat your Thanksgiving dinner, we got Giants at Cowboys. Dallas is a 10-point favorite. I mean, Jesus Christ, talk about overreaction. Okay, okay. So the Cowboys have a plus 84-point differential. I know we were talking about earlier with the Vikings. And the Giants have outscored their opponent by one point this whole year. <laughs> but if you pick Roger. them to win, if you pick the money line for them, you get plus 350 on your bet. Jesus. Is it worth it? Um. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Give me the Giants. I just I think want... you can't. There's you are riding so high right now. If you're Dallas, <laughs> I think they're just due for a letdown. Also, the last like three or four Thanksgiving games I've watched of them, they just like sell the bag. So I I, I kind of want to see that. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pick the Giants. I just feel like for a division game, if they have the same record, I know the Cowboys are a lot better than the Giants. We don't have to pretend. But you're getting three and a. You get four and a half to one or three and a half to one on your money if you you pick them. I, I feel like you gotta go with the Giants, right? Also the over under is forty five and a half. I feel like this game no I feel like not a lot not a lot of scoring will be done in this one. You know, no scoring? Interesting. It's pretty low over under, yeah. Daniel Jones on Thanksgiving. I wanna see that. I wanna see him show Dak dying. Prescott who the better quarterback is. So are you picking the Giants as well? Oh, I want to pick them so bad for the memes. I'm doing it. I think I ha- if you pick the Giants, I think I have to pick the Cowboys. Okay, go ahead. For, for yeah, the, you are gaining ground on me in the standings. Yeah, wait. Can we talk about that for a second? Am I? Am I? How close? Uh, am I yeah, I haven't updated this week's, but I could just do it in oh. my head real quick. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I can literally just so. All right, do it in your head, and then I'm gonna talk about the next game. Okay. So then at eight twenty, it's gonna be the Patriots versus the Vikings. And the Vikings are only two and a half point favorites because they just got shell shacked. So everyone's, you know, riding low on them. It's kind of the opposite of the Cowboys. 
And yeah, that one's at, an interesting one. It's also interesting because Minnesota's at home. Mm-hmm. So, damn, I guess no one really believes in them anymore. Yeah, I mean, we got a couple of major injuries that I look out for, um, especially in the offensive line. Isaiah Wynn and um, David Andrews, so tackle in the center, both are out. Um, and then the guy who um, had that punt return, Marcus Jones, he's questionable. Devontae Parker's questionable. Um, one of the Vikings offensive linemen, uh, Christian Derisaw from last year's draft, he's out. So lots of key injuries here on a short week. Give me the Patriots plus two and a half and outright. I'll pick the Patriots again. Homer alert. Guess we'll go with the Vikings then. <laughs> Jesus, I might, I might get screwed. I picked all three road teams. I'm going to get screwed. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Here, I'll, I'll update the standings before we move on to basketball. No, because then if you win, you'll be a hero. I know. Yeah, either die a hero or uh, whatever that phrase is. Or be, be, you live long enough to be the villain or whatever it is. Yeah, that that's me. Um, okay, so before last week, I was up one on Kelvin and four on you. Kelvin got one more point than me, so we're tied again, and you're within two of us. So yeah. we're both tied, yeah. and you're within two points. We have a chance. Yes, especially because you didn't even pick one week. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, moving on to Balancesto, a little basketball action. We're going to give you each one storyline from the last week of play and talk about it for a little bit, and then we'll wrap it up. I'll let you start. Okay. So, last night, the 76ers, without Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, and Joel Embiid, beat the Brooklyn Nets at home. <laughs> ben Simmons, he's, he's, he, that's the only thing I'll say about him. He was clutch. He made two free throws. Gave mm. the crowd a little Jordan shrug because he made the two free throws. What up? I'm Ben Simmons. I can hit free throws. Stop, stop telling me I'm not an NBA player. I can hit free throws. Then in the second half, the 76ers have this great promotion in their stadium where they get three Chick-fil-A nuggets. If an opposing team's player misses two consecutive free throws in the second half. So who do they send to the line? They send to the line <laughs> Ben Simmons. And what does he do? He misses two free throws in a row. Mm. And he gives, he, gives, he gives back to the city. The city that hates him, he gives back to them, you know? Gives them free chicken nuggets. What a hero that guy is. We're going to play a game because I don't think that's been talked about enough. I don't think this might not be even a hot take anymore because it's popular now. Kyrie Irving is not a winning basketball player. For how much money he's me. getting paid. And for, I mean, he's getting about $33 million this year. And for how much he has to touch the ball. And for how much he doesn't even play, it seems like having Kyrie Irving on your team doesn't make you a good team. Okay, so in 2019, the Nets went 8-12 and with Kyrie. They went 27-25 and without him. 2020, they went 36-18 and with Kyrie. They went 12-6 and without him. 2021, mm-hmm. they went 14-15 and with him and 30-23 and without him. This year, they have gone three and seven with Kyrie and five and three without him. They won three straight games. He comes back in the lineup and they lose Whoa. to the starless Sixers, to the, the Tobias Harris Sixers, to the D'Anthony Melton 
and 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 Shake Milton scoring, dropping step back threes on your head. Sixer. Anthony Mountain's elite. No, he is, but he's good. We're gonna play a quick game. I'm gonna name mm-hmm. some players, and you're gonna you're gonna tell me if you would rather have them or Kyrie Irving on your team. Okay. <clears throat> okay, and also his his three point percentage is twenty eight percent this year. I know it's only been like sucks. Or whatever. Yeah, he sucks. Don't worry. So the problem with Kyrie and the reason why I'm saying this before we play this game, I'll just give some more context. Is he's making a lot of money. He doesn't show up a lot, and when he does, he's good, but he's not. He's not elite. He's not what people make him out to be. He's good at scoring the ball, but he has the ball stop to do it. And even though he scores efficiently, he's not an offensive juggernaut like Luka Doncic, for example, because his passing really isn't all that. And his defense is terrible. He's been His defense has been atrocious pretty much his entire career. He's been a net negative on defense pretty much every year in his career. So I looked at some advanced metrics, and I know it's only been nine games, but they're the lowest this year of his career, all the advanced metrics. You could, you know, whatever you want to pick, like PR, win shares, whatever. Um, so now, looking at 538's Raptor, I see some average players, and I see Kyrie Irving. And now I'm going to name them, and Nano's going to tell me if he'd rather have them on, his, on their team or they'd rather have Kyrie. All right, start with, okay, we'll start with an easy one. We'll start with Chris Paul. Oh, damn. Nah, that's, I would say Kyrie. Actually, that's not an easy, that's not an easy that, one. That's not... You're, no, I would say Kyrie. Chris Paul has just nothing left in the tank anymore. But the Suns like, are in first place. Yeah, but he, 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 I've seen I saw some stat that like campaign like like his plus like his efficiency or something is like way better than, than Chris Paul's. Also, Chris Paul's been hurt. Okay, okay. You know what? I'd, I'd say Kyrie. I'd say Kyrie. That's fine. That's fine. <clears throat> but maybe the only time I choose him. Go okay. Ahead. Would you rather pick Kyrie or Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell, okay, one hundred percent. That was the easy one. Yeah. All right. Let's let's keep going. Would you rather have Kyrie or Dejounte Murray? Dejounte Murray, just ba- simply based on age. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather have Kyrie or Drew Holiday? Uh, I would say probably Kyrie, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Drew Holiday. Yeah, I I just think this Nets roster is so depleted and untalented that it doesn't matter how good he plays. They're they're just really bad. Dude, you're telling me if you first Drew Holiday with Kyrie, the Nets wouldn't have a better record? Mm, maybe like a game or two, but not enough to really make a difference. This Nets team is terrible. What did KD say? Like, oh, I got this guy and this guy and this guy. Are you expecting me to win? <laughs> Okay, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. If Kyrie Irving is what people make him out to be, and KD is what people make him out to be, how the hell can they not make the playoffs? Because their roster is... Oh, okay, well, here's the thing. Dude, they're, they, have no bi- they have no bigs or anyone that has any talent whatsoever. And Ben Simmons is really bad. <laughs> you basically sold your soul... For Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and what'd you get back? Absolutely nothing. And now you're depleted for the future. Well, yeah, because Ben Simmons is nothing. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, that's okay. pretty awesome, but. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay. That was debatable. I might actually say Drew Holiday, but it's really close. Drew Holiday has won a championship more recently. Yes. He contributes yes. on defense. He's a beast on defense. His defense is he really good. That, I, I, 
he really can't score that well. He's very inconsistent at scoring. That's okay. Well, that also goes into it because, yeah, because this Nets team needs scoring. And I think if you put True Holiday on the team, I don't know how much that helps. Well, they also need defense. They do need defense, but every team needs defense. (sighs) Here's the thing. Um, Ever since after the Cavs, after the Cavs, in the playoffs, he's averaged 22 points. If you combine mm-hmm. everything after the Cavs, that's really not good. For someone who's labeled as a scorer, yeah, absolutely yeah, not. That's really not good. Okay, okay, we'll do we'll do a couple more. Kyrie or Alex Caruso? Caruso for the vibes. Also, he... Yeah, also contract counts and everything. Contract, yeah, 100%. Also, doesn't Drew Holiday make a lot of money? That's, that's yeah, that's yeah. where he gets comparable. I'd still probably... But Caruso is... Chris is just a good player. He's just he's just a strong yeah, player. Winning basketball player. Facts. Cha- NBA champion more recently than Kyrie. Same with Holiday, but all right, I'm gonna take this one because you're a Celtics fan. Yeah. Kyrie or Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon, dude. Fuck Kyrie. Give me Brogdon. <laughs> Fuck Kyrie. Also, the thing about Kyrie though, for me, is like. The guy just can't get he just can't get out of his own way. When there when, you know when there when there's not controversy, there's controversy. Right? Like he just cannot get out of his own way. All right, yeah, things are going well. You know, we got Ben Simmons, he's finally back. Oh, let me let me tweet out something anti an anti-Semitic film. Like let me be an absolute fucking idiot. Also, he's like the most selfish person on the planet. Will never re- recognize when he's wrong. Um he's just not a fun person to be around. Like one of my friends last night was saying Imagine if Antonio Brown, Kyrie Irving, and Kanye started a podcast. How entertaining that would be. Because they're all delusional idiots. But Kyrie I think, sucks. Honestly, he's fallen. He's fallen since the Cavs days. On the Cavs, yeah. he was an unbelievable player. That you, definitely, awesome. you definitely consider he'd be a top pick if you wanted to win a championship. I think now, because of, his, because of all the off-court stuff, Combined with the fact that he gets, he, you know, he's fairly injury prone, and the fact that he's, he's just not that player anymore, mm. I think it's it's becoming a, a Russell Westbrook situation where, you know, in a vacuum, he's better than the players I mentioned, but I don't think you'd rather have him than the players that I mentioned. True. I would pick all of those players if I was just trying to, you know, win basketball games. I'd probably pick them over Kyrie, and that's that's a little sad. Yeah, I also think that, I don't know, for me, the NBA is so individualized that Kyrie's just a, uh, he's kind of just a byproduct of an individualized game where he tries too hard to focus on himself and it backfires just because he's, because he's an idiot, doesn't know how to do it. Um, He's also very unlikable. But I don't know, like, there, he's he's very much an enigma to me. Like, I don't think a, another Kyrie Irving could exist in another sport. I think, like, it's perfect for the NBA that he exists. Like, there's no other league in which I think he, that person, like Kyrie Irving, exists. You're saying if he was, like, in the NFL, they would just boot him? Well, they would boot him or silence him. But, like, I think the NBA has a problem where we recognize these guys as stars and we treat them like gods. And even when they start playing poorly, like we still think like, oh, like just put him on a better roster and he'll, he'll be fine. But no, like, like at, at, at what point do you have to take accountability for yourself for being bad? Like we put he, players on pedestals, and I don't yeah, think I, we. I, I think it's a little bit different in other leagues. 
see, I agree with what you're saying, but at the end of the day, like if you're not performing, like the league will 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 pass you. And I think because of what I just said, or Kyrie's not he's not a he's not a star. He's not a top twenty player in the league. Uh, uh, I think the league is going to surpass him. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's a good that's a good way of ending that. It's gonna um, be it's gonna be a rough. <laughs> Oh man, it's be a rough gonna, season. It's gonna be like, some fireworks when he finally realizes that like nobody in the league wants him. Yep. And then he'll probably just I don't know, probably become like an actor, yeah. something like that, some stupid shit. But um, yeah, I want to. Right, I'm gonna switch leagues and I'm gonna talk about the Sacramento Kings. Am I on the Sacramento Kings bandwagon? I think I am. You want to talk about this too, so I want to get your take. But I'm just gonna give you a couple of stats from the Kings uh, so far this season. So they're ripped off seven straight wins. They've averaging over 120 points per game in those seven. They're third in the West. They're 10 and two since the first lighting the beam, uh, which is like, uh, it's, it's as four purple lasers that sit atop golden one centers, grand entrance, light up the sky of the downtown Sacramento after wins, which is just like every like new good team needs a nice little rallying cry. That's been their rallying cry so far. Um, uh, I almost said Malik Fox. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, Western Conference Player of the Week, 25-5-6. Sabonis has been really good. Malik Monk's been awesome. Um, they're the most points per game by a team since the 1984 Denver Nuggets, who had like Alex English on their team. Um, didn't go anywhere in the playoffs, but it's been a long time since someone's averaged this many points. Now they rank 27th in defensive rating uh, efficiency and last in the league of blocks per game, but it's all about the offense, not the defense. Um, let me ask you: Are the Kings legit? Uh, what's le- what's legit? Like, will they make the playoffs for the first time in 16 years? Uh, no, more or than like... that. Like, do they have a chance at getting oh. out of the West? Oh no, no! <laughs> oh, come on, dude! How come on, they still, they, dude! They only play one side of the ball. How can they? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all about offense. You get the defense later. I mean, they're the a lot of fun to watch. I think they're one of my favorite teams to watch. I watched, you know, one of their games yesterday. And I like what I saw, but they're, they're what I expected. Like, the great on offense. <laughs> the defense is, like, too bad. <laughs> too bad. They have to, I mean, they have Sabonis at center. And Keegan Murray looks like a small forward. <laughs> like... Anyone can score in the paint against them if they wanted to. If you have yeah, any size, have great rim protection. if you have any like size, you're going to be able to rebound and score in the paint against them, like at will, pretty much. I mean, Stephen Adams, I saw him do a post up, and he scored against Sabonis a few times. I mean, that that's pretty ridiculous. That's I saw, sad. I saw Jared Jackson score a few post ups. That's not his game. Like, why, why is Jared Jackson posting up? But offense is legit, and I think. I like a lot of their players right now. De'Aaron Fox, he's not getting enough credit. Yeah. Because he's kind of taking a leap. If he keeps this up, he's taking an insane leap that I don't think anybody saw coming. And everyone right now is kind of on the Shai Gilgis Alexander bandwagon. Everyone's hyping him up as the guy who's taking the leap. De'Aaron Fox right now is shooting 61% on twos (laughs) and 40% on threes. He's, yeah, he's absolutely ridiculous. I, I I saw him yesterday. I watched I watched him in the in the Grizzlies game. I was confused. I didn't really know what his go to moves were. Every go to move just looked the opposite of what I expected him to do, and then he just went in. 
I was confused because it didn't it didn't look it didn't look that refined, but it just went in. And Kevin yeah, that Herter, was. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. No, because you quickly, De'Aaron Fox. Like, sorry, that that his biggest knock coming out of college is his inability to shoot the ball, especially the three. So it's interesting yeah, to see him I, be able to step I it up. I watched his shooting. I didn't expect all of those to go in, and they just did. I'm just not do. sure if he could keep it up, but he can. He's kind of an unbelievable player now. Yeah. And Talk about Kavon, Herter. Yeah. My guy Kavon, Kevin Herter, okay. <laughs> is shooting 50% from three on seven guy. and a half times a game. He's so good. He's like such a sniper. I yeah. watch I watch all their starters, and I pretty much I like everyone. I like Sabonis. I like Murray. I like Fox. I like Herder, Malik Monk. A couple of people on their bench are like like Terrence Davis, David Mitchell, Harrison Barnes is kind of an enigma because he's so yeah. skilled that he does things that you wouldn't expect, but then at the same time, he's also not elite. <laughs> so it's kind of a confusing player to watch. Mm-hmm. They just have great vibes. They're definitely making the playoffs. Oh, great! The West, the West is weak right now. Can they make it out? I mean, yeah. they're, they're toast on the <laughs> No, yeah, I was just looking them up too. Like they have no like other than Sabonis, they don't have anyone that could guard the the paint at all. And Sabonis isn't even that great at great at that either. But it's so funny because we always say like, oh, if you go to the Kings, like that's where your career goes to die. But they've kind of just turned it around this year. Like it's been it's it's been fun to watch, and they haven't made the playoffs in sixteen years, so probably gonna unless it's a colossal collapse. No, they but... they will make the playoffs. This roster is pretty talented. That's like great. they're shooting they're shooting way better than they probably should, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna completely fall. Mm. The depth yeah, is a they're, little they're... is a little shaky. No 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 offense offense you're you're all about offense the Rockets. Yeah, they look all like offense. They... They look like the Rockets when uh before you got Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Rockets, Warriors, that was a great game. Yeah. Shoot the ball a million times. One of my favorite things to do now is just to look at the Meth Streams chat. <laughs> for any live stream chat for the Reddit forums. So funny. God. It's like they come up with the stupidest things to say. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Every time. Clay make misses a shot. They're like, he's washed. He's washed. He's washed. Again. <laughs> and then he drops forty. Yeah. So every so he's making a lot of shots. Every time he makes, he's like, W Clay. W Clay is back. W Clay. <laughs> yeah. It's just so crazy too because we're we're like we're making these like predictions, but the especially the Western Conference, the Suns and Jazz are tied, and then you have to go all the way back to the seventh seed, and all those teams in between are within one game of first. So. There's, there's gonna, it's going to be a long time before we really figure out who's good and who's not. Um, and then with the East, it looks like it's going to be, uh, you know, Bucks and Celtics atop, but we can't fucking beat the Bulls to save our lives. So uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. We have four losses this season, two against the Cavs and two against the Bulls. It makes no sense. Hey, I don't know. The Eastern Conference is absolutely the opposite. They, I mean, Celtics and Bucks rule, everybody else rules. Yeah, it's awesome. Why wait? Why are the Wizards good? They're ten and seven here. Although so last year did they start out kind of good and then were like ah, and then they fell off a cliff. Uh, kind of, yeah. It's what they're. I don't know. They're just always mid. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't tell you that one. We'll have to do some more investigation. 
Looks like uh, again, it's really early. I think the theme is, is that it's super early. We don't really know too much. It's just we can only give love to people who've played well so far and shit on people who suck so far. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but just look at the Rockets. We're tanking over here. <laughs> it's, you it's guys rough. are doing phenomenal at it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so rough. The Rock, you know, you know why the the Rockets Warriors game is so much fun is because. Neither team played any defense, but the Rockets actually hit shots. They hit shots that they're not going to hit next game. So they just made yeah. – there, there was a point where I think we traded, like, three or four threes in a row with the Warriors. Like, it's like, it like watching a pickup where every, everybody goes off. Take a look but, at an example of why people don't like to watch pickup basketball. Watch the Houston Rockets this year. It's, it's pretty God. good. Yeah, I mean, hey, Jalen Green stepped the game up quite a bit. You guys, you guys, you guys want women, Yama? We, we know you do. That's what we. That's yeah. Why are you shooting? I'm. Oh my goodness! Watching this college basketball game, this guy shot it from like thirty feet and it went in. It's all right. As long as the Nets give us two chances, then the probability will be insane. There you go. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. In the NFL, if you tank and you have the worst record, you're guaranteed the number one draft pick. In the NBA, they've disincentivized tanking so much, you might get fucked again. Like you did last year. But the more you do it, the better chance you have. So we'll see. We shall see. Anything else? Uh, we, we got NFL. We got NBA. Or we're approaching like an hour and a half. So we should probably wrap um, it up. That's pretty much all I have. Word. All right. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Um, eat some turkey. Watch some football. Hang out with your family. And uh, yeah, definitely have a good day and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Peace.